Hello, and welcome to the Symptopimp podcast. I'm your host, Max, and with me is a special guest, Poppy Knox. You can find him on Twitter at Poppy Knox, P-A-P-I-K-N-O-X. And what other social media do you do? Instagram, that would be Poppy underscore Knox. And you know what? Off the top of my oh, Facebook, of course. But um, I, I always forget about it simply because I'm just not there that often. <laughs> Back burner stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So what kind of, uh, when did you get started on this whole space that we're in right now? That's a very good question. So it's funny because me and some guys were talking about it and I think I, I've oversold it. I believe it might be five years ago. I thought it was five years ago. And I think maybe five years is when the story goes that I lost my grandfather. The same month that I started reading certain books by certain men, specifically Caleb Jones, was the same month I lost my grandfather. So I thought it was this this wild thing to be learning more about myself and my masculinity as I'm about to take on being a leader in my own family and then my mother's dad passes and I'm starting to see in real time how much new responsibility is um, coming my way. Wow. Kind of learning on the job right there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And on her side of the family, there's a long line. So I'm not necessarily the next in line by a long shot. However, considering we don't spend much of our time with that family, it's really just her and her husband. And when her husband passes, if that ever happens in any, um, actually, let's not even talk about that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, that would be my role. And so that was about five years ago. I'm trying to remember the exact dates. But what I really am known for today probably began three years ago, where basically just like you and your brothers, you get together and you start thinking about ideas and they it just keeps on growing and growing. You add more people to your mix and you're networking left and right. And everything that I talk about now, I was practicing then for free. Yeah. And just learning through trial and error with guys, not because I wanted to teach it, but it's like, Hey, we need to improve our lives. So what are we doing? And then you're like, all right, this works. All right. We're all doing this from now on. And we just keep on going and going. So yeah, it's just, I'm one of those people that I only talk about things that I absolutely know that I've experienced. So that way I'm leading from the front and not just armchair masturbation. (laughs) Yeah, that's absolutely the best way to learn. In my opinion, I'm switching to we have the, uh, so we have both of our images up, but yeah, when you learn by trial and error, or when you're trying to, you know, get to that point where, you know, you're seeing success and you see it's working and you're telling other people about it and it's working for them as well. That is like very key into, uh, you know, just discovering like new discoveries about life. And then they're more open to like help you help you out too and it's just it's a lot uh scratching back scratching but you know it's I find that so much more helpful than you know reading a book and you know just telling people oh this is I learned all this from this book and you never actually applied anything you uh learned or anything you see 
Uh, you know exactly no i mean i know and and the way that i talk the way that i am these days is not the way that i was prior to those five past five years so i definitely understand it from the other perspective where yeah we live in a society where you can easily talk about anything you want not have anything to back it up no receipts <laughs> no proof no. and people will still appreciate you for it so it, it is, it's nice uh, to be on this side of things for a change though. And I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to actually learn from those mistakes and become someone of proper integrity. Definitely. Cause then it's the integrity and it's also, you know, their mind state, you know, where these, you know, where that is at where, Oh, yes. uh, <laughs> like I've, I've been there before, man. Like, yeah, I know exactly how to help you now because I've literally, I've walked that path. I've gone exactly. through that labyrinth. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, and it's nice because then you have conversations like this where it's like we we understand each other. Even you reaching out for this interview, it's like, all right, I recognize the path that you're on. Let's talk. This is going to be a fun conversation. So thank you for inviting me. And um, also, I got I to gotta smile a little bit because I did not know your real name until this moment. <laughs> oh yeah you know that how is... we are we all we're all characters with our little monikers and such but it's nice it's like oh wait that's batman <laughs> that's this motherfucker yeah oh batman was bruce wayne the whole time no i love that exactly i love having the anomaly on twitter just just for that reason i feel like nothing's really personal until you're sitting down face to face or you know talking to somebody like over the internet where Absolutely. it's like you know you hear their voice that's why, you know, just free information, information is, there's no such thing as free information. There's information that you got to work for. And yeah. I don't believe in like, you know, just giving people like all the chips right away in my, that's just how I No, I, Yeah, no. And I, and I totally agree. I value that. It, it, it's fantastic. I just, one, I like your name and then two, <laughs> it's also my name. So I don't know if you were aware of that. Oh, I um, had no idea yeah. about that. That's exactly. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's a strong name. It's one that, um, yeah, for obvious reasons, I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're. I think you're correct in that. It's a very strong name. Very good name. It is. It is it <laughs> I cannot is. Uh, express that enough, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, where are you based out of? Where? What kind of? Uh, how'd you grow so up? Oh, okay. Uh, well, right now, these days, I'm spending time in New York. I've been all over, uh, even before my mom married um, uh, a guy in the Navy. I Basically, uh, we live just everywhere. We just hop around place to place, and oh, I never even thought anything of it. I don't think of it in any negative way to this day. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's like, all right, we're here now. Let, let me enjoy it. And then when we go to the next spot, I get to reinvent myself. And that's <laughs> why um, I enjoy my real name. But yeah, I've definitely had a lot of uh, nicknames as I went to different parts of my life. And yeah, so New York was, we're, is mostly where we're from in that sense. Um, my family has been here about 20 years. I'm in a town called Saratoga Springs. I don't mind sharing that publicly. And uh, so my family is about 10 minutes from me. I have my own spot. And really, I'm looking forward to where I go next. And for me, that's down south. I want to be closer to the sun. I want less strenuous weather. And so I can just focus on just enjoying life rather than 
drudging through it, especially during these harsh New York winters. Oh my God. Yeah. What are you thinking of New York right now? Or like over this, over this whole pandemic uh, fiasco? Uh, you know, here's the funny thing. There are people, I, I, I think there might be two views of New York. There's the New York that actually exists and the way that everyone thinks we are. <laughs> and I think everyone thinks we're tougher than we actually are. What's the expression? Um, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, it's total bullshit. So it's, <laughs> it's what, I'll put it like this. And I know a comedian talked about it in, in a similar sense. But at the end of the day, it's like, New York is what it used to be one of the greatest places to live, especially the city. And when you live in the city, you have access to everything. And whether you have $5 in your pocket or $5 million, you can have a fantastic time, meet fantastic people, have incredible memories, and just feel happy and content. I used to love New York City because you could be poor and have a good life. Yeah. That's changed a lot. But that said, um, when do you because think we have... I think it changed even before my 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 adult memory. I think it might have been a transition during the 90s, like so many things in the world. Oh, yeah. uh, however, I'm not the best person to ask. Last time I lived there was 2014. And that's when I was just like, all right, this is not for me anymore. The glamour, <laughs> the glamour is still there. But I think after 2020, I think we all noticed certain places just aren't exactly where anybody needs to be or wants to be. Oh, yeah. All that said, like when you're living in New York, you can eat anything at any time. So the whole <laughs> expression of um, you can make it anywhere. It's like, no, as soon as we're out of our New York environment, we're like, yo, let's go get some bagels. And then you have a, a bagel in some random city in Idaho. And you're like, this is not a bagel. And you get pissed <laughs> off and you're like, oh, I can't survive anywhere outside of the city because I'm used to this standard of living Authentic. that the rest of the world just does not know. That's so funny. That is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But so I think that translates to lockdown, where you had so many people that we wanted to act tough, but we really were, we were reminded how truly, uh, not we, I should say, but they, a lot of us, a lot of them recognized (laughs) that they had plenty of fears. There's a reason why they never left the island in the first place. And now it's... (laughs) they're okay with being locked inside their homes. Yeah, that's, it's a real eye opener. That's just everywhere. You see that so many places. Yeah. That's not, that's definitely not exclusive to New York. There's a lot of positivity in New York. And there was like, I did find, I've only been there a handful of times, probably like five times in the last, like, I don't know, 10 years. Yeah. Every time I go there, it was, um, it was definitely like, you know, it lived up very well. Um, if you wanted to do any, you wanted Chinese food, you wanted, you know, a three-story Chick-fil-A, you wanted, you know, all these iconic uh, food places. It, it, it stood the, it was there and it, you know, it actually mm-hmm. existed. It didn't come from like, you know, a Dr. Seuss film or anything. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah like pretty outlandish, like pretty extravagant things. And, you know, the fashion models, there's a lot of fashion models over there. There's uh, a lot of Uh, good uh, nightlife over there too. And speakeasies, one of the things in Florida that 
I live around, we don't have like, you know, these basement bars. We don't have like, you know, yeah, you don't have basements, period. No, we don't have any basements. That's where, that's where the alligators live. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's really, it's just such a extravagant scene. Like you, you can like hang your coats places. We don't have coats here either, man. <laughs> you just, yeah. Yeah. Things like that. I mean, that's why I love traveling. And New York is a great spot to still visit. Uh, definitely not to live. I don't recommend it for anybody. <laughs> but you're right. Um, you're making me think of the different things you experience when you go to different parts of the states, let alone um, travel outside the states. Oh yeah, there's it's a uh, it's really interesting, and I think that's what kind of what makes a man uh, so solid or grounded in his uh, masculinity and what he is in his life is just this um, able to deal with so many different cultures, able to like, you know, with withhold all the wind and all the turbulence of different, yes. you know, climates. I think like, you know, being like at an early age, you know, being uprooted from it and then, you know, finding an even deeper grounding uh, mm. for me is what really kind of helped, uh, you know, shape me into the person I am today, I think. No, absolutely. And it's those experience. It's funny. Me and my friends are talking about it now. I don't know how much you know about like what I'm going through right now. Um, but I've, yeah, I've been rather public about it. Uh, so I have sickle cell anemia. My cool. whole life has been a series of hardships, usually centering around my health, and that's just a blood disorder that you're born with, and you can live a pretty decent life with it um however when it gets bad it's pretty terrible i i think this year 2021 i've spent 100 plus days in the hospital or at home recuperating from being in the hospital so it's just this ordeal that uh, this fall i focus on using all my resources to start changing that dynamic because there's a lot of work that i should be doing that i could be doing I'm, I'm way too smart. I, way, I know really great people, but I don't have the physical ability, the actual uh, ability to just execute on my ideas simply because my health is not where it needs to be. This is why I'm always telling guys, focus on your health first. Well, it's easy to take for granted because you're like, oh, I'm standing tall. However, the other part is when your health is really great, your relationships improve and you can have stronger bonds with people that will help you make money faster and smoother. And 100% man. Yeah. And I'm living the, the, the cautionary tale of what happens when you don't do it. Right. That said, um, yeah, I started a new chemotherapy thing and yeah, it's kicking my ass. It's not fun, <laughs> but it might actually help me in the long run. So it is worth it. But the first stages, I took the first round and I was really proud. I'm like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm doing well. Let me go hang out with some guys that I've been networking with all year. I had a great time. And then when I got home, it was just like, oh, this is what people are talking about when they say they don't like chemo. And I started feeling those effects. I lost eight pounds in about a few days. I couldn't eat anything. And the day that I started feeling better is when it was time for me to take my second dose, which is today. So that's like, oh my god, man! Yeah, <laughs> when I say hardship, definitely I'm familiar, and 
I think every man, what I like to say is that even though I'm telling you this story and why I'm doing it, at the end of the day, every man has their own version of that story. It may not be health related, may not be as deep as taking chemotherapy drugs. However, it's the same thing where it's like you are taxed on a level where you, it's hard to figure out which way is up. Oh, yeah. And you're just going to, the, the, alter, the choice is live or die, more or less. It's you live and fight through this or die trying. And because dying sucks, it's like, yeah, we're going to do it no matter what. And yeah. you just have to come out on top and tell a hell of a story while we're Absolutely. going through it. Definitely. That is, yeah, thanks again, man. I, uh, for putting it into perspective for me because I've absolutely I've been following your story and then I kind of you know like obviously I do follow you and everything and I didn't oh no uh, yeah I understand I forgot like you know where where this is all. <laughs> that's actually a good sign if you absolutely do everything about me because you read every single tweet that I put out yeah, I'd be more concerned so yes <laughs> no. <laughs> you are doing the work you are living the life yeah you're good yeah, that's freaking, uh, that is crazy, though, that you have to, you know, it's still a struggle, you know, you got to go, go through, you know, some sort of hardship, some sort of, like, you know, uh, grounding experience to put you back, but uh, yeah. you got to, you know, that priority list, it, it brings you back to how, you know, serious am I going to take my health? Like, am I going to sacrifice, you know, sleeping? Am I going to sacrifice all those things? And it, and in the end, would it be worth it? Because you could get there. Chances are, if you get there in five years, if you get to where you want to be in five years, but you only have like, you know, seven years to live with that. Yeah. Or, you know, you could take care of your, you can take care of your health now for like five years and then get there and like, you know, uh, seven years because you're going with it as well and you lived you know much longer you can enjoy it for much longer you can see your kids after you can you can like you know read exactly exactly for example i mean that, that's a great example and here's the other side of it because the harsh reality is we actually don't know what the terms are so i could do everything that i'm telling you i could be absolutely perfect in about a year and then i die because i got hit by a bus <laughs> so you can laugh. Yeah, yeah. So it's okay to laugh. Don't don't feel guilty about it. But that's the point, which is we don't know what's gonna happen next. So it's like it's easy to look at someone and be like, oh, Knox has this health issue, poor him. But it's like you can be hit by a bus tomorrow, and it's like, who was really the poor one in this situation? Exactly. And that's why I tell guys, don't get caught up with pity. Pity is it, it's useless, it's a, it, it's a distraction. We all know what our responsibilities are. We got to focus on them, commit to them, because we nothing is guaranteed. And I don't mean this in any um, cliche cliche way, but at the end of the day, we recognize that um, you and I are having this conversation before New Year's Eve, and everyone is waiting until January first. On January first, I'm going to be new me. On January first, I'm going to get started. On January first, I'm going to crush it. On January 1st, I will do X. And it's like, that's about 72 hours away. 
what are you doing right now? You can already be yeah. doing all of those things. You're waiting for an arbitrary date that might not come. Absolutely, man. But people don't see that at all either. It's like, you still got to prepare. You can like, you can say whatever you want. That's why talk to me is so uh, nonsensical. It's so cheap, especially mm-hmm. in today's world. Like, you know, you can say anything right now, man. But if I don't see the actions correlating to what you're saying or the words you're, that's coming out of your mouth and, you know, the stories I'm hearing about you, you know, what you're actually doing. Yeah. Like, I can't take you that serious, man. Not, not today. Cause there's, there's a hundred people tweeting at me. There's a hundred people like, you know, talking to wanting to talk to me or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Give me some advice or give me some sort of, you know, uh, new freaking, uh, you know, business deal. And, you know, I can't tell if you're a leech. I can't tell if you're serious. I can't tell, if, you know, you're just, you're just trying to get my money or something. No, absolutely. I mean, I and, that's, and for me, I always go off of receipts. I want to actually see what you're talking about and not see it because you wrote it and I read it, but to actually see a picture that demonstrates that you actually did it. I try to post pictures as often as possible so people can actually see Especially when they see that, um, like I said, with all the health things I'm going through, that this is my voice, this is my tone, and this is what I look like. And it's like, all right, cool. I don't care if you're bigger than me or smaller than me. If you're going through something, you got to push through as if you're, you're the fucking man. You're a god that has unlimited power. Act like it, regardless of what your true circumstances are. Because I would just want people to see the work, not the man doing the work. Definitely, man. Yeah. Because at, at this day and age, we're idolizing the wrong people. Oh, and I, yeah. I, I grew up in a generation where I, my dad was my hero. It wasn't Iron Man. It wasn't any of these fictional characters that they give us that so many kids love celebrating. It wasn't a funny comedian. It wasn't that... Don't get me wrong. I had these guys that I admired and I emulated. However, at the end of the day, my family was first. My dad was the one that I'm like, all right, I want to be like this guy. And that's a great. As I came into my adulthood, then I became my own hero. Because at the end of the day, no one's going to save me but myself. And that's a lot of the work that I talk about. It's like how you need to be your own hero because no one genuinely cares enough about you to wake you up at 5 a.m., get you to write what you need to write to create content to attract the clients that you need so that way you can get a million dollars and buy a Ferrari. (laughs) No one is going to do you that huge-ass favor. you got to do it yourself. 100%, man. I absolutely agree with that. Um, it brings me to a good point, mm-hmm. like about this, uh, you know, being the man you want to be and this, you know, turning into this leadership role or morphing into, you know, this envision that you want for yourself is, uh, I just got this question today from my boss that I thought was mm-hmm. really interesting. It was, uh, how do you define confidence? Like what, what makes people confident? And mm. so, what was your answer? My answer was, you know, confidence, you know, it comes from not only like believing and what you do and who you are, but, you know, like acting like you believe 
you can't just like say what you believe, you know, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta kind of walk it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's faith, right? Um, yeah. I always like saying confidence equals experience. The more experience you have, the more cocky you're going to be, the more confident you are, because you know, for a fact, you're not guessing. You absolutely know for a fact that if I do X, I'm going to get Y result. I've done it a hundred times. I am confident. Yeah. Man. Um, and I love that because a lot of people go off of belief and, I, and it, not to take away from what you gave us, but there, <laughs> there's another category of people that are, are faith-based in the sense of they're just, they're not really believing the way you and I are talking about it, but yeah. they'll use that word. And what they're really doing is just hoping. And they're oh, like, yeah. oh, I, I believe this is going to happen. I believe this person will win the election, whatever the case may be, but it's really just a hope thing. No, there's no action going towards it and you really need to shift that yeah exactly you really need to shift that energy to i know definitively this will happen because i see x y and z already going on so it's 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 almost like predicting the future but in reality it's like this is inevitable you just have to see all the variables at play. Yeah, you're literally seeing through. And, you know, there's going to be people trying to waver you away, but you you can see literally right through these people that, yeah. you know, what's going to happen and how, how you're going to get there. Because you've been through it a hundred times. There's like, there's ways to do it. There's, you know, you've been through it a hundred times. There's people that, you know, fake it till they make it, but there's, you know, and then there's, you know, just knowing someone so well and you just know how this story, you know how the story ends. And, yeah. Uh, that those are like very, very key um, to building confidence, very key to showing confidence. That was the big, like, you know, mm. missing part right there is just the, uh, you know, you can say all the BS and you can, you know, believe all the BS and, you know, put your hands down and pray and, you know, hope like to have this confidence or hope to have like something to happen. And then there's people, you know, they put in the work right after they pray people that put in the work. Yeah. They go for it. I think Drake has a line. It's like, you know, I pray. He's like, I pray to the Lord and then I go out and do it. I forgot what the hell he says, but it was something like that. Oh, that's cool. I don't listen to Drake that much, but that, I mean, that's a great sentiment to have, which is, which is, a, I mean, I don't know if you're, you read the Bible or you follow Christ or whatever, but I certainly do. And that's what the lessons teach. It's that I'm not doing this for you. And he's pretty upfront about it. God's like, I'm not doing anything for you. No. doing it for yourselves and there are so many different examples where he's like he actually punishes men that are idle and are just sitting around um judging Maybe. others for not being so pious and he's like yeah. no but the guys that i celebrate are the ones that are actually doing the work you need to do the work yeah it's not just hoping and praying and they they're like oh god will fix it it's like uh no he's gonna punish you just for saying that just for like you know waiting for, <laughs> yeah, exactly uh, because the thing is his way of fixing things is i gave you all the skills that you need now go use them and fix it yourself like that's that's how it plays out absolutely. there's like i don't know how familiar you are with things but there's um 
It's called the parable of the talents, the story told twice by Jesus about, let's say, I don't know, let's say this guy owns a whole bunch of land and he has three guys working for him. And he's like, all right, I'm going to give you each like $10,000, right? Go out and in a year's time, um, bring, bring it back to me. And he goes to the first guy a year later and he goes like, oh, uh, what did you do with the money that I gave? And he says, oh, I put it into work, made some investments, and now I have 100000 He goes like, that's fantastic. I'm going to give you 100000 more just to say thank you for, just to reward you for doing well. So uh-huh. he actually gave him more. He didn't take it back. And then the second guy is like, oh, I actually did. Um, I made 20. I did something similar. I just happened to make more with it. I did a quarter million. He goes like, that's fantastic. All right, let me actually help you out further. I'm going to give you a quarter million extra to go do even more with. And then the last guy is like, all right, where's your money? He goes like, oh, I know that you love money so much. And so the first thing I did was bury it. So I can go <laughs> dig it up if you want. It's the same exact amount that you gave me before. And he's like, you fucking wasted your time and energy with such a valuable resource. Yeah. Because you were afraid. That fear, man. That is a good story. I haven't, I don't think I've heard that one. I heard, I remember there was one, uh, I don't even want to, I don't even want to mess it up. But, yeah. There's, there's so many examples of just like, there's confidence and, you know, there's, there's fear of, you know, not having, not like, you know, messing up. So you don't, so you just don't touch it. But um, having that, like, you know, will to just be able to feel free and, you know, get, get this, uh, get like more money or, you know, making investments, you know, compounding what the blessings that were already given to you you can um you get you get a lot further than you know being so fearful of a blessing or like you know stopping yourself from getting um like destroying your own blessings by just you know getting in your own way sometimes absolutely and you know what we all do it we all fall into those traps that's why so much of the work that I do is telling guys like you got to find a wolf pack you got to find a group of brothers that you can absolutely trust and there's so many different ways to do it if you're fortunate enough to have actual blood brothers that you trust you love respect and you're all on the same path of improving yourself fantastic not all of us have had that and for the rest of us we've had to join networks i mean this is why greek fraternities are such a big deal during college people Mm -hmm. are like oh you're buying your friends i mean granted i I never joined a greek fraternity but people are like you're buying your friends and i'm like no they're they're investing in their future because now you have a band of brothers that will help you out through anything meanwhile you're judgmental of them and you have nobody who has your back if someone comes to fight you, you have to fight that person by yourself. If someone has to fight them, then he has to fight a hundred other brothers first. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's if- like whatever you can do to get those <laughs> brothers at your side, because when you're in those situations where fear does strike you, now you have one, two, five, a hundred brothers 
pulling you out of your own ass, pulling your head out of you, you out of your own head and yeah. saying, hey, see things clearly. You're missing out. Definitely, dude. And, you know, the more you feed that relationship with those with like anybody, you don't. it doesn't even have to be with the fraternity. It doesn't have to be, you know, with blood brothers. You can once you but once you're used to having like that kind of bond with people, you're, mm-hmm. you know how to make it or you know how to get to that level again. Like, hey, you know, I've been here before. I know how to get us out of it. I know how to get us. I know how to save the day now because I've seen it so many times. I was in a fraternity myself. And uh, oh, fantastic. Cool. What did I, you pledge? Uh, I went to USF and we pledged uh, Sigma Phi Epsilon. Trying to remember that. I think we had that on my campus as well. Yeah, they usually go as big It's just been a while. There's so many different fraternities, but Sigma Phi. I think so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. They usually go by Sigma. They're pretty well known nationally. But um, so you've so I've seen plenty of parties that you know get, you get the cops knocked on the door, you get a few brothers yeah. like in handcuffs, and uh, some some freaking soon to be lawyer talks everyone out of it, and you know everyone comes home safe, and it's a freaking miracle <laughs> when you see like helicopters flying over the flying over yeah. the house and <laughs> freaking uh, <laughs> cops are bringing the canines out we had we had one guy um are you allowed to tell the story <laughs> yeah i'm about to tell a story the uh right. one of the freshmen like pledging our fraternity right now or not right now but back in the day uh he like i, I he said he never really came clean with this story but basically him and this girl goes to the neighbor's house in the porch and start having sex mm-hmm. and uh the neighbor's daughter who's like five years old four years old or something uh saw saw them gets the parents and the parents call 911 and they get the whole freaking uh armada on us we got like freaking helicopters coming over our house like pointing down and there's like like two SWAT cars and somebody left the door wide open so that the cops are like searching the whole house Pretty much everybody who lived there like was in handcuffs and, you know, so many people, so many stagnant people at this point, you know, out of fear and everything, you know, there's so many different things going through people's heads, but then there's always, but then somehow we had like a few brothers, like, you know, prevail Mm -hmm. and talk to these guys and say, Hey, you know, we didn't, we don't know what the situation is. Obviously I wasn't in this meetings at these times, but uh, Mm -hmm. nobody, there wasn't really any, uh, bad repercussions that night that's cool because it didn't sound like it <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> i i was actually impressed that it, they took it to that level um yeah. i was like this is the same night is this the same story just okay fear. yeah it's just that fear uh thing you know <clears throat> when you go to these big houses and stuff like that there's obviously some of the neighbors have power too like they probably knew somebody in the uh police force or something mm-hmm. and so they just wanted to scare us obviously and it and it worked for a good majority of people yeah we didn't have a party there for a while 
Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, you're bringing me back to my college days. And again, I was never part of fraternity life. I never pretended to be. I never was adjacent to it. Besides literally living next door to every fraternity at one college that I attended. <laughs> um, so that was interesting. Um, but it was great because my this the house across from me was a sorority house. So I would just come out of the shower and just strut naked for them. And it, it was a fantastic time. They loved it. They loved it. <laughs> Yeah, the sorority girls, uh, they have their connections, too. That's a good network to get to. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's cool. That's cool. But absolutely, I mean, however you fortify bonds with other men, sometimes it's through uh, ridiculous <laughs> situations like that. But that's how you're developing loyalty and trust in one another to the point where when push comes to shove later on in life, you're like, am I going to trust? I don't know, this hired lawyer that I know is going to do the best job or my friend that's a lawyer who actually went through some crazy shit with me in college and we prevailed then and I actually know him. So it's 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 like, oh, yeah, it's a no brainer. And yeah. that's why it's so important to invest in your relationships. Absolutely. It, trust. And, you know, you could probably tell this guy almost anything. <laughs> Even if That's the other lawyer. side of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because even if it is your lawyer, you know you're supposed to be able to trust them, but you know that you're better off holding back. But because you're holding back, they can only do so much for you. So it's like now you have the best of both worlds if it's someone you actually know. Definitely, man. Super. Um, man. So how did you end up in the family of opulence? Oh, is that how we first connected? Okay, cool. I think so. That is a funny story because I actually don't know it. <laughs> um, <laughs> all I know is that, listen, the way, most of my network these days comes from Twitter. So I don't know what the initial impetus is that I'm meeting XYZ person and going into their world. But uh, kind of like I said, I just kind of say hi. Or actually, I just kind of paved my own path. I'm an actually self, I'm in a self-centered person on Twitter. I follow very few people and I don't even look at my timeline. So I couldn't tell you who I actually follow. All I can tell you is that the people that I follow, most of them I've met in real life. So when I'm interacting with people, it's because they reach out to me first. And all I'm doing is creating content, creating content because I had uh, this ambitious goal of getting to 10,000 followers but I want to do it in a very smart and precise way. So I'm going through that process and I'll focus on creating the content to get to where I am now that I actually am, aren't paying attention to um, what you guys are putting out, unfortunately. That's fine. But I don't recall how I met um, Brandon, but I want to say the inflection point that I recall is Twitter released their spaces features where you can have live conversation. And I started having conversations with him. And in fact, I thought he was someone that was already in the mix with me and my brothers doing business and stuff. So I'm like, all right, he already knows what's up. It, that wasn't the case, <laughs> but his energy was so aligned with ours that it it was perfect. It was a perfect synergy. So we, I know he invited me to the group. I hopped in. And unfortunately, with all the groups that I'm in right now, I have not given my best for the health reasons that I shared earlier. But Brandon Alday 
is an incredible spirit. I don't know if he's been on your show just yet, but he's someone I would definitely recommend making that happen within the next week or so. That dude is tenacious. I love his energy. So he's just go, go, go. Um, to a point where I actually can't keep up with it. He, and he, he's a young guy. He's younger than I am. So he has that um, that that 20-something energy. He wants to take over the world, and he absolutely will do it. And he has this knack for just attracting the best out of people and making them want to like build with him, which is very hard to do, especially when you're you're figuring things out for yourself. And um, I, I love the way that he's able to do that. He brings out the best in people. And I'm looking forward to what he does with Opulence. Um, I've been there for about six months, maybe even longer. I'm one of his leads there. Um, again, for health reasons, I haven't done much. But at the end of the day, I'm always guiding the guys when I do have time around how to think about problem solving. So I, I see everything as chess. And I love teaching people how to play chess the game as well as apply chess to life and realize life is just one big old game. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm actually a big fan of chess as well. Uh, Brandon has been on the show um, only once and it was an absolute banger of a show. It was really fun. I believe it. Yeah. He's very, uh, very unique energy. Very cool guy. Um, Talked to him a few times after that. We've had like a few meetings and things. He is absolutely somebody I would that I want to continue working with. Just- yeah, absolutely. It's funny because I didn't realize that's where you, we, you and I connected. I thought it was somewhere else. Um, I, I just hit him up recently, uh, like today, because I want to make sure that we do some business together. And um, I think he can help me out with building out my business. So I really like the work that he's doing with lead gen, which is my least favorite subject. So it's like, all right, if I can hire you to do this for me, I'll be a whole lot happier. Great guy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He is tenacious too. He's absolutely, he's going after that work. Like uh, he's like, I think he like salivates when he hears that he has work to do. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and that's what you want to be around um absolutely so i love that um and it, so he's definitely on my list i don't know if i told you um i have a list basically i'm trying to meet at least one third of all the people i follow on twitter Holy and that's one of the reasons why I don't really pay attention to like consuming things on Twitter or any social media. I don't even watch a lot of TV and stuff. It's mm-hmm. that I just want to do everything in real life. So it's like when I got to meet about 50 guys, <clears throat> no, exactly 50 guys. There was an event that my team put together and I got to meet about 50 guys that I've been talking with for the past year or so. And that meant more to me than following any of them on Twitter. So next year, I'm like, all right, I want to be more of you guys. And he is definitely on that list. You're on that list. And and yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, I don't want to talk. I just want to actually see you. And dude, do yeah. Is this real? Because that's awesome, dude. When I I see so many people, dude, whenever I go out here in Florida, you can kind of go out a lot. And yeah. You still, I just meet 
people that are, you know, the same person. I feel like I've met the same person at least like 50 times. <laughs> They've got different faces and shit, but they are the exact same replica. Like I've, I've had the same conversation with the same person that has different faces and different names. I don't know how many, I couldn't keep track of that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I need to find, you know, game changers. I need to find, you know, people, I want to talk to like people who actually, you know, use their brain and stuff. It's, it's like totally bizarre. I felt like, yeah, I felt like I met, like when I went to New York and I was like, you know, talking to girls there, they (laughs) were very uh, unique. A lot of them. Um, Just by the way, I guess they were, I guess I was just talking to models, but like they were like really tall and they, they were definitely like kind of funny. They had some funny moments. Okay. I think I know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a little um but here I like I went to Miami with Cody. I don't know if you remember King Cody. Yeah, no, I remember cool. You guys have actually met. Yeah, we just met uh literally last week. Actually it was (laughs) no, that's fantastic. I'm happy to hear it. Yeah. And um that was a pretty interesting time. I don't I don't know. We were supposed, he was supposed to be uh, recording me, like, you know, hitting on girls. That was going to be like our YouTube skip. And it would be kind of funny. Like, and then we go into the podcast afterwards, but I didn't have a, but my mic wasn't working. And it was like a $200, like I could go to Best Buy and get like a $200 mic, but then I'd have to like also sync it with my computer and my phone or something like that. Oh, it's a whole thing. We only had you know, we only had that night or we had that day, but like, you know, we we're just running around too much and it didn't end up working out. Gotcha. 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 So we just went but I'm, mean, I'm just glad that you made that trip or however the case it was. And you got to meet. I mean, it makes all the difference. <clears throat> we do. We, I think we fall into that trap where we realize we can talk to anybody almost anywhere. And we're really happy. And we're like, Oh, this is so cool. Whether it be Twitter or whatever tool, but at the end of the day, nothing mimics just seeing someone, looking them in the eye, shaking their hand, breaking bread. And if you're like me, just having some scotch and some cigars <laughs> and steak and just really yeah. connecting on levels that, yeah, there are things that you will never talk about on Twitter and that you can't talk about on Twitter. But I mean, even if you could... Even, yeah, even in spite of that, like there are things yeah. that you just don't even think to bring up on Twitter. So it's like yeah. you have to meet these guys in person, and it's good to see you doing that. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's inspiring. That was the first person I've met actually on Twitter. So all the people I follow, actually, besides the people I know in real life, before mm-hmm. I started my Twitter, he was the first person that I met. Uh, for you know from Twitter. And that cool. was pretty cool. Like having that first experience of, you know, did you ever, who was your first person you met from Twitter and how did that go? I don't know. I'm trying, I'm wondering, my thing is it's harder to tell who is from where. Um, <laughs> and I, I think I actually annoy people because they're like, wait, why do you want to meet? And I'm just like, because <laughs> <I don't, laughs> I'm just like, I like to make things real. 
Um, yeah. Who would it have been? I've met a lot, or I've had video calls with a lot of guys, and that's always fun. Um, yeah. Uh, I talk with Hotep Jesus as often as I can. That's I don't cool. know. Yeah, he's yeah, a... Yeah, I know he is. Excellent, excellent. So Brian Sharp is an incredible mind of our generation. I think he's highly underrated and underappreciated, which is saying a lot because he's greatly appreciated. <laughs> but if you're outside of his world, I think he's underappreciated. Um, Definitely. Yeah. He's so that, like whenever I have a, a, a tough challenge in terms of like, hey, my energy isn't right. I'm not communicating my ideas as well. Like that's the guy I like to talk with. Um, but outside of that, I think it's got to be you know what? I know for a fact, I couldn't tell you any of their specific handles, um, unfortunately. But um, some of the guys that I met last week at that event I was mentioning, they um, were following me on Twitter. But it's like, you don't know who's who because, you know, for whatever reason, they don't want to say hi. And then we're at this event, we're smoking cigars, and 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 then they get to see how the things that I talk about actually translate in real life. And that was a really great event. Because again, I'm often talking about chess moves, not necessarily on Twitter, but if you go deeper into my world, uh, I'm often talking about chess moves. And it's like in real time, not only will I answer your questions, but I'm going to show you what I actually mean when I say about making a connection. So it's like whether it's the valet, watch how I talk to everybody, whether it's the valet, our server, the manager of the restaurant, the manager of the hotel, the manager of um, the cigar shop, pay attention to how I move and navigate through the world. Nothing is by accident. So that's what I love about it. Cause it's like, it's, it's when you get to really calculate, connect with people um, or no, I'm not talking about yeah, But I mean, yeah, you could call it calculated. What I mean to say is like, um, that was a great night because I love connecting with people and and it's one thing for them to have an epiphany moment, which we all love to see our students have. Uh-huh. And it's another thing where it's like, whoa, they're 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 they now have this new language that they can speak, this new vocabulary that will eventually <laughs> become a new language entirely. And it's all because you decided to step off the internet and say hi. That in real life experience, it's uh it, yeah, I think that gives people a lot to chew on. Like it's something that uh, it's not, you know, it's not over the internet. It's like it's happening right in front of your eyes, and you see it in real time, and you you're able to connect a lot of different uh, things that you haven't been connecting before. You know, you see it working. You see whatever your example was working, and it yeah. helps out uh, with these. It, like it. It gives people, you know, a vision. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the kind of person that I am, it suits my personality so well. Uh, I'm actually stepping away from all the work that you might know me for. I came out with this fantastic book earlier, Take Charge. And it's just basically a primer on how to reinvent yourself so that way you can overcome any hardship that you're going through today or in the future. And I'm really proud of that book. I'm trying to get the second edition out because there's a lot more that I can improve as well as add. Um, That said, 
I'm not interested in necessarily teaching people about this work. I just want to actually live it. That's the only way I can describe it. Like, I just want people to have read the book and let's hang out. Not necessarily with <laughs> any particular mission in mind, but hang out so we can bounce off of the different ways that we're employing the book. And really, I just want to focus on building a business that I started. So everything in that book makes me stronger to execute in my business and grow that as smoothly as possible to what I think will be like my first $10 million project. That is super exciting, man. It is, it is, especially when you start thinking about the numbers and you're like, <laughs> I mean, I've always talked about it, doing it, but now I'm actually you're at there. the point in my life where I can actually pull it off. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it's just exciting. And what's what's awesome is you're you're like so far into this journey already. You're about like, you said about five years, what you said, but you were probably thinking about that even before then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think every, every moment of our lives has been every moment up until this moment, up until this yeah. point. Yeah. So it's like, uh, however old you are, that's how long it took you to, to get that degree, to get that car, to get whatever goal that you just accomplished. It's all one life leading towards these individual moments. So, of course, you can say, oh, I've been working on this for three months. But I I prefer that story. Supposedly, Pablo Picasso is hanging out in a bar, and this guy's like, "Oh, can you draw me a picture?" And the guy does it, and it takes him all fifteen minutes. And he goes like, "All right, how much do you want for it?" He goes like, "All right, twenty five k." He goes like, "Yeah, but you just did it in fifteen minutes on a <laughs> on a bar napkin." And he goes like, "And he says, yeah, but it took me a lifetime to to, to get that. to that point." Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you put the hours in beforehand. That ten thousand hours. Uh, book by Malcolm Gladwell. I don't know if you've heard it. Uh, you know, Outliers. absolutely. Outliers. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Tipping Point. Yeah, they have, uh, talks about, you know, the way to master something. And then obviously, Pablo Picasso did way more than 2,000 hours painting oh, and drawing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah back in the day when people high. were fully focused on a project. Absolutely. And for me, that's writing and all the different ways of writing. So I love being in a new context, a new, uh, what do you call it, medium. Yeah. So Twitter is a medium. Uh, email is a medium. Telegram is a fun little tool. I'm, I'm learning about Telegram and how to use the, my writing for that format. Um, and it's funny because some people, not even some people, everywhere I go, people are like, yo, you should be a pastor. I think that was your calling. And I'm like, all right, we'll see what happens but there's more than one way to preach. And it's like, yeah, so public speaking is definitely another form of writing. And yeah. I'm very, yeah, that's my skill set. That's my Pablo Picasso skill that I'm just building every day. Presentational, Being, mm -hmm. going back to that example. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna yes. be honest, Poppy. Uh, we're about an hour into this. I kind of have some other, uh, things oh yeah lost track of time, bro. if you want like we can keep going uh if you have anything else you want to expand on you want to talk about but uh i'm oh, no i mean i think we've we've said it very well like we're two fantastic men we have great plans for the future and you and i are definitely gonna make plans to meet within the next 12 months no matter what 
So for anyone listening, 100%. if they want to hear more, they got to hop on that path and, and find us. Yeah. So yeah, leave them wanting some more. There we go. There you heard it from the man himself, Poppy Knox, sharing my name. He probably had it first, but uh, good talking, man. Thank you, brothers. Be well. Thank you for setting this up. I did enjoy our conversation. I'm glad that we just let it flow from um, conversation itself versus trying to plan it all out. Um, Thank you for that. No problem.